it awesome to be at Crossover? Okay. So I want to just emphasize again, next week we have the outreach. Okay, so we're reaching out to our family members, to our friends, between the ages of 18 to 30. Okay, 30s. And I really want you guys to, I don't want you to sugarcoat anything. I don't want you to say, come, they have coffee, you know, or they have tea. I really want you to say, you need help. I know the answer, and that's Jesus. Come, we're going to pray for you. You know, you're going to be set free. And, and I do believe that God's going to meet us here, and he will do amazing things like he always does. All right? The same way, you know, God saved you. He can save your family members. He can save your friends. Don't ever think that someone is too lost, too in the world, to be able to receive. Okay? And I, I want you to invite that person, the one you think is so far out there. I want you to reach out to that person and invite them. And, but before you do that, I want you to pray. I want you to pray and cry out to God and just know and trust in him, okay? And God is going to do it. God's going to take over. Because just this past week, I've just been thinking about everything that God's been doing in my life, and I never thought that I would be where I am today, ever, ever, ever. So that's why you don't know what God's plans are for a person. And so I want you to really, truly reach out to them. Be as blunt as you have to be, as frank as you have to be, and, and just know that God is in control and God's going to give you the words to speak at that time. Okay? So today, we're talking about, right now, we're going to talk about the devil. Our enemy, the devil. Okay? Um, you know, when you get saved, I'm going to say this. Anytime. Okay. You believe in God. When you get saved, you have that experience with God. You have that encounter with him. You are so on fire and you are so passionate for the Lord, right? Do you guys remember the first time when you got saved? You were kind of young. You remember that time. I remember when I got saved and it was like, man, I was so on fire. I was like preaching. You guys know I was working at a bar. I was preaching at the bar and I was like, man, I just, just needed to get, like I was just like on fire, literally. Like it was like, like this little ball of fire everywhere. And... And it was just like, man, it was like this spiritual high. And it was beautiful, very beautiful, you know. And, and I never, never thought that I could be that way. But you know what? What happens is when you, when you get past that spiritual high, it comes a moment in your life where you just, you just come back, you know. You're here. And you, and you begin to, God begins to work on you and he begins to take things out of your life and, and um really change you. You become a completely new creation, and you guys can all testify to that. And what happens is the devil comes. He comes into your life. And, and he, see, before you were saved, the devil, you weren't, like, you weren't a big um, threat to him because you were stuck in your ways, and you know what, and you were, you were living for the devil. And so he really didn't have to work much on you. You were kind of doing all the work for him. Thank you. But when you get saved... This is when the devil comes. The devil comes and he begins to attack you. He begins to bring things into your mind, you know, negative thoughts. He begins to, to tell you all these things. You know, like we said before, the devil can never take that experience from you. He can never take your testimony away. That's why it's so powerful. But what he can do is he can steal your purpose. He can steal your focus. He can steal all of that by, by bringing, by just giving you little thoughts. Negative thoughts, you know, he brings disbelief, he brings doubt, he brings lack of faith, 
But he begins to tell you these things, just just little things, you know, like in your mind, like who are you and, and what do you think you're doing? You used to do this back then. This is the person who you were. You should be ashamed of that. Who do you think you are standing in front of all these people? You know, I say this because I've experienced this, and I was talking to you about this, how, how just the battle is not, it's not a physical battle anymore. It's not just, it's not your flesh any longer. It's all mental. It's all in your mind. The battle is just going on up there. And, and I felt that. I felt that so strong, like this huge battle back and forth in my mind. And doubt, I doubt, you know, doubt myself. And, and that's what the devil comes, you, and he does. In First Peter 5.8, if you guys want to turn there with me, you can. It talks about, and, and I love this because it makes me laugh. And, it, and it's true, though. It's First Peter, second, I'm sorry, so sorry. No, no, yes, First Peter 5.8. It says, <laughs> you guys there with me? It says, be self-control and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Wow, scary. You know, and, and it's so, that, it makes me laugh because it's so true. It's telling you be self-control and alert, okay? The, the Word of God is telling you to be alert because your enemy is constantly around. He wants to attack you. He wants to devour. He wants to make you fall. He wants to catch you at your weakest moments. You know, and at, at first when you're on fire and you're just like, man, I want to pray all the time and I just want to go to the church all the time. And it's like you feel like nothing can stop you. But the devil's just waiting for that teeny, teeny, teeny little mistake, little thing that you do in your life, that little foothold. Look, like that. You see my foot? Like he's just waiting. He's just going to put his foot like that. You know, and he wants to put it right there in the door. You know, just wait to push that door open. You see how little my foot is? doesn't matter or even just a little bit he's just waiting for that he's just waiting for that little crack to you know just anything that you that you do for him to tear that door apart to tear it down and that's what he's waiting he wants to devour you he wants to take you down he's he wants to steal your purpose he wants to make you lose focus and he's waiting to take you down in any way that he can and that is why it's so important for you to be on guard for you to be alert for you to as a christian to be to be blameless, to be pure, to be above reproach in every area of your life because any little thing can bring you down. You think it does, it's not going to take you for you to go out to have sex, for you to, to go out and get on drugs or something, for, for the devil to bring you down. No, you got it all twisted. He's sneaky. He's crafty. He's prowling around. He's waiting. And the reason why I love this, when Nancy explained this to me, she's like, the devil's prowling around. And the, the, <laughs> the, the Bible says... He's like a roaring lion. And that's what it, he's like a roaring lion, right? He's waiting. He wants to scare you. He wants to, to make you stop in your tracks and just be like, whoa, and, and just not move, just, just freeze. But we know who the only lion is, right? It's Jesus Christ, right? The lion from the tribe of Judah. And so he's like a roaring lion, but in reality, he's a defeated foe. Come on now. He, Jesus, the devil has nothing on you if you have Jesus Christ. So that's why the battle is up here. And the one thing that, that the devil wants to do is to distract you, is to give you something in your life to make you lose focus. Has anybody ever, here ever seen Runaway Bride? Okay, let me see if I got this right. I don't watch that many movies. Okay, Runaway, you've seen it? Okay. Is that Julia Roberts in there? Okay. When Julia Roberts is walking down the aisle, and is, it, is that the movie where if she can't, if she loses sight of the guy's eyes, 
she runs away. Okay, so the Julia Roberts is walking down the aisle. She's happy. She's ready to get married. But if she loses sight of the man's eyes, she runs away. She loses focus. It's like she doesn't know why she was there to begin with, you know. So this is the same way with us. We're here. We're walking with God, and we're waiting to meet with him. We are the bride, you know. And so we're, we want to be with him. We want to serve him. But the minute that you lose focus, you're going to get distracted. You're going to want to run away. You're going to want to turn around because things are going to distract you. Things are going to want to pull you away. All right? And that's what the devil wants to do, any little thing. And the biggest thing I believe that, that happens within the church is that the devil wants to distract us by bringing division within the body of Christ. Okay? So you may be coming to church. You may be serving Christ. You may be doing things for him. But he's going to distract you by bringing division within you. And, and it's so important that you do not let the devil do this because he's going to distract you by bringing bitterness, anger, hatred, jealousy, grudges, all of that. That's how he's going to come and attack you. You know, like he's sneaky, so sneaky, that devil, I tell you. And he, he that's what he's going to do. And, and let me tell you, let me tell you something. He uses, he uses anybody, any little conversation that you can have with someone that you can get, so, you can get angry over the littlest, littlest, tiniest thing. And that little tiny thing in, inside of you can turn into this big thing, into a huge grudge. And I want to share a testimony about a situation I had with Pastor Joe when I first got saved. All right, I love Pastor Joe, and he knows this story already. So <laughs> he knows. I told I had to repent. And so we were in a prayer meeting. At that time, our prayer meetings were about, there was about ten of us here, and we were, we were around in a circle. We would hold hands, and we had these prayer cards. We had these scriptures that we had to, you guys remember those? Yes, I don't think anybody liked those. <laughs> I mean, to me, I was just got saved. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know anything. And so, to me, if I could just say Jesus, like that was enough for me. So there was this one time I had the scriptures in Ephesians. So I read the scripture, right? And so I, I begin to pray. And so we had music on background, and and we're praying. Pastor Joe's like, Andrew, turn the sound down. And I'm like, oh, I'm praying so good. <laughs> Pastor Joe wants to like everybody to hear. <laughs> Okay, but that was not the case. Um, he was like, sister, read that card again. I'm like, okay. So I read the card again, and he's like, where in your prayer did you pray that? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, I'm new to the church. I'm like, it was like two months maybe until when I was saved. I don't know. You guys remember that, right? And I was like, he's like, now read that scripture again, and now pray it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe he just did that to me. Like, who is he to tell me how to pray? Like, and then, that, like, I'm totally using, like, all this, like, scripture. And I'm, like, saying, the Bible says pray from your heart. And that was my heart. And that was my prayer. So why is he telling me how to pray? And then the littlest thing. Yes, he should tell me how to pray. That's my pastor. If he's not going to teach me, who else is going to teach me, you know? But I didn't know that back then. I did not know that. And, boy, I held on to that. Because I was like, how is he going to embarrass me in front of all these people? And he shouldn't do that. And you, you know what goes through your head. When you get mad at someone over the tiniest thing, that thing can blow up. That thing. And you know what? Man, I had to repent. I had to pray. I really did have to pray about that. I know it was tiny. It might seem foolish to some of you. But 
it's true. It happens in the church, and that, that brings division, and that it starts to break you down. It starts, it starts to affect everybody else around you when you bring that stuff in. And that's why we don't want that junk, and we don't play with that stuff in this church. If you have a situation with someone in this church, that's why we go to that person directly. We do it. You know how it says in the Bible. And if that person doesn't listen then, then you bring another brother or a sister in. And so we don't play. And so, you know what, I didn't even have to. I just went straight to God, and I talked about it. And, and God showed me, you know, he is your pastor. He needs to show you how to pray. And you know what? After that, I thank God for Pastor Joe. I thank God for his authority, you know, that, that he has over me. God, God has placed him there. And just that, imagine, imagine if I would have let that dumb, dumb little com- dumb, I'm not comment, I'm saying, but situation, the way that I took it, where would I be today if I wouldn't have submitted, if I wouldn't have, accepted that because you guys the thoughts that went through my head because i didn't know any better i hadn't been discipled for a long time where would i be today would i be standing here before you or would i be bouncing around from church to church if that you know if i wouldn't have accepted that correction humbly the way the way that uh, i needed to be i needed to so therefore i want you guys to turn with me to first corinthians twelve fourteen, and we're going to talk about this we're talking about the body of christ all right. So, so many people, well, we're so focused on, we, we let that anger, the bitterness, the grudges, and the gossip come in, into the church. We begin to lose focus of why we're even there to begin with. When we begin to, be so, to become so busy in other people's lives and why other people are, are doing what they're doing, we lose focus on why you're there to begin with. And, and some people... You've got to understand that, that we are the body of Christ. And, and if you lose focus, that means you're not doing something right. And God has placed you here for a reason. And so you're, 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 you're not making it work. You know, there's this little piece in the body that's broken, that's injured. And we all have to work together to, to help that part. Because if not, we're not going to be effective. We're not going to be used. We're not going to be effective vessels for the Lord. So now let's read 1 Corinthians 12, 14. Everybody there? It says, now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of, that, of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. That is awesome. See, right now we're talking about this church. We're talking about this body right here, this little part of the body. 
But the body of Christ is huge. It's huge. And, and it's amazing that in this church we have uh, members from other churches. And that's great. And, and that's how it needs to be. We need to be connected with one another. And we need to work together. And, that, and there's division between churches. You know, and that's the devil at work right there. He, he just wants to destroy the body of Christ because we are the hands. We are the feet. We are the mouth. We are God's vessels. God works through man. And so when the devil begins to destroy that, you know, he's, he's winning. It's like, you know, he, he's, he just wants to just any little thing just to, to bring strife between one another. And that's not right. And here it says if one part suffers, every part suffers, suffers with it. And so... We're back to, this, to, the, to our church, all right? If there's something here, if you're lacking in a certain area, if you're, if you're so busy, you know, with the anger within you and the grudges, worrying about what everybody else is doing, there's something that you're not doing. There's something wrong with you and everybody else in the church is going to suffer. You're going you're gonna to hold us back. You understand? And we don't want that. We cannot have that within the church. And, and everybody has a part. I don't anybody, I want anybody in this church to ever compare themselves to anybody else. Because you have a purpose in this church. You have a purpose. You have a purpose in your church. You know, we all have a different purpose. God has placed us here. You know, if we were all called to be the same thing, then, then we really, you know, we would be fighting over the same positions. But we all have our own different talents. We all have our own abilities that God has blessed us with, our giftings. And so, therefore, you, we need to see God and find out what his will over our life is, why he placed you at Metro Praise or wherever your church is at, what your purpose is there, why God has called you there, what are you going to do there in Brazil? You know, why, why did he call you there to join, you know, that church? It's like God has appointed you for something special, you know. God has appointed Pastor Joe as the head over this church. So how dare we... How dare I question him when God has placed him over me? You know, how dare I question his authority at that time? See, it was ignorance. It was lack of knowledge. I didn't know any better. But see, when you begin to get trained up, when you begin to receive this knowledge, you have no excuse any longer. In Romans 13:1, if you guys can turn with me there, um, we can all read it. It says, or he can just put it up. It says, everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against that authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. So when we begin to, to judge and, and question the authority that has been placed here, that's, that's part of the body of Christ. And you're questioning why God put that authority over your life. And another scripture it says, here, I'll turn there with me. Another it says, obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give, who must give an account. Okay? So who are we to question what God has placed, where God has placed you know, me, where God has placed Pastor Joe, or anybody else, you know, that brings strife and division. If you have a problem with an authority placed before you, you, you need to take that up with God. You need to find out why God placed you there to begin with. Maybe there's something within yourself that, that uh, you need to work on and you need to let go of and, and talk to God about it. You know, if, just think about that. If every single time we got mad at each other, we would just run away, we would leave. Who is winning that battle? Who is in control at that moment? 
It's not you and it's not God. It's the devil. The devil is working you like a puppet. So I want you guys to really think about your words, your actions towards one another. When you have conversations with each other, are you respecting one another? Are you walking away with grudges, with bitterness, with anger towards, because you know what, just the tiniest, tiniest thing will just, you know, like I said, the devil will put his foot right there and he'll tear that door down and he'll knock you down. Like it's not going to take a huge, huge major sin that you can think of off the top of your head. It's just, it's just that little thing. The vision. We cannot have that in the body of Christ. It's unacceptable. We have to be one. We need to work together. We need to go forth and we need to show the world that we stand strong as one. We cannot have that. And so today, when I, what I want to ask you right now is, is if you have any bitterness, if you have any anger towards anybody, to just search your heart and just repent right now before God. Because, God, we want to move forward. We need to move forward. We need to bear fruit. We need to glorify God, and we can't do that. How can we tell the world, you know, to come to Christ to change when within the church you have all this nastiness going on? People get hurt in the church. You, when I used to work at the bar, the, the, uh, so many people, what they would tell me is, you don't understand the church that I went to. You don't understand what has happened to me in my youth group. People get hurt in the church. I don't ever want to be responsible for someone backsliding because I mistreated them, because I said something about them, because I held a grudge towards them, because I thought myself you know, better than them. Ever, ever, ever. That is, the, that is the, one of the major reasons that, that I hear people say, the church, I'm tired of the church. There are hypocrites in the church. It's time for us to prove the people wrong. It's time for us to stand above and say, that's not who I am. I live for Christ. I am Christ-like. We need to learn how to forgive. We need to learn how to repent immediately and not wait until the thing gets bigger and bigger and bigger and everybody else suffers for it. You know, we've had situations here where just the littlest, tiniest thing blew up and, and so many people got hurt. So many relationships were broken because of that. And it never has to be that way. It never, if you are honest, if you, if you just know your place, if you keep your eyes focused on Christ, you'll never have to experience that, ever. So, like I said, I want you guys to focus. I want you to even any, any little tiniest sin that you have in your life, I want you guys to just, just come to a point where you, you feel convicted over the tiniest little thing so that you rem- can remain pure, that you can remain holy. You know, I was sharing with Sarah, I feel... Oh, I don't think I shared this with you. I feel convicted, you know, if I, if, I'm sure plenty of you feel this way. If you, don't, if you don't pray, you know, like just special alone time, you might pray, you know, throughout the day, but if you don't have that special alone time, does anybody else feel that? I feel like that's a sin, you know, and I, I repent for that. I have, I don't know, at one time I, I had this dream. It was the silliest dream. I woke up, I had to repent about it. I don't want any kind of sin in my life, and I don't want to give the devil that foothold. Let me tell you, when the devil brings these thoughts into your head, when the devil starts telling you, oh, you know, that girl thinks, you know, she's all that or whatever, you know, to bring that that anger, that strife towards each other, the minute that becomes sin, the minute that becomes a problem is when you begin to speak those words out loud. Okay, the Bible talks about how the tongue has the power of life and death. So when you're having these thoughts, when you're having... These, these, um, these 
thoughts of, of anything, of, of just jealousy or whatever it is, the minute that you begin to speak these, that's when it becomes true. That's when it becomes a problem. So way before that, way before you let those words come out of your mouth, way before you, you start, you know, your, your little thing, you need to just repent and ask God to give you a new heart, to change you, to say, help me see what you see. And if anything, you know what? If someone is wrong in the church, if anybody ever disrespects you, you know, you bring it to that person. But, you know, sometimes people get offended over the littlest thing. You know, oh, somebody didn't talk to me the right way. You know what? If a leader talks to you the wrong way, then you know what? You just humble yourself. You take it. And if it's not, like, sin, if it's not your integrity, if it's not false doctrine, then you know what? You should pray about it. You know, because I think back then I thought, well, maybe Pastor Joe should have had a better tone with me, you know? And, you know, that's, I had to take that up with God and, and not with Pastor Joe. Like, we cannot take him. Every time we get offended with one another, we're around each other all the time. You think you're not going to get offended? Take that up with God, all right? Until someone starts beating you up and starts, you know, name-calling you or whatever, then you should say something. Talk to a leader. But other than that, you need to keep that stuff within yourself and pray about it. Really pray about it and ask God to, to show them. To, you know, to teach them how to talk to people the right way. And, and that's that. You know, we cannot let division come into this church. We want 100,000 souls, right? How are we going to do it if, if we're all scattered around? How are we going to do it? The Bible says that we need to have the same mind. We need to have the same mentality. Work as one. We have to. We have to back each other up in every way. We have to back our pastors up in every way. Because you know what? The devil attacks him too. He's no better. You know, he's still human. We need to protect each other. We need to pray for one another. We need to encourage each other. And the minute that devil comes, you just smack him in the face. You tell him to get out of your life. You tell him to get out of your head. Because it's, you know what? It's not worth it. I don't want to go back to this world. I don't. And it would be a sad day if I, if I fell down because of anger, because of bitterness, because of strife. So my... The message to you today is submit to your authorities. Know your place in the body of Christ. Do not allow division to come into place at all. If you hear somebody else talking about somebody else, you nip that thing in the butt, like Nancy says. Just nip it in the butt because you don't want it. Don't we want to see the kingdom of heaven here on earth? Don't we want to see his glory come down and meet with us? You think God is going to come down and meet with us if that junk is in here? No. Come on, guys. We need to work together. So right now, I just want us to pray together. Josh, if you can come up here. And I want you guys, if there's anything, where's Josh or Rachel? If there's anything in your heart, if there's anything, anything that you've held on to, any, any, any tiny, tiny sin, I want you just to, to just repent before the Lord. And, if, and then my other thing is, if you don't know what your place is, you know, in the body of Christ, if you don't know where, where you're called to or, or what your giftings are or anything, we're going to pray for you today, and we're going to pray that God will show you, that God will reveal to you your purpose and your plan here on earth so that you can stay focused on him. You can keep your eyes on that cross and never look to the, to the left or to the right. God wants you to know. He says, like we said earlier, you know, just ask him. Ask, and he will tell you. Ask him. We're going to ask him today, and I know that God is here. Does, he doesn't leave the minute the, the, the music stops. He's still here with us right now, and I know that Christ is going to tell you right now. 
the Holy Spirit is going to reveal it to you. If not today, we're going to ask today, and He's going to reveal it. He's going to bring it to you. He's going to show you what your passion You're going to bring it together. You're going to see these are my giftings. This is my passion. He gives you the desires of your heart if they're in line with His will, right? He's going to give them to you. So just call on Him. Just ask Him. So I want you guys to come up here, and we're just going to pray. I want my... Uh, my leaders, we're just going to begin to pray for you. Whether you ask for prayer or not, I want everybody to be prayed for today. I want us, because we all belong to the body, the whole body, so we're all going to get prayed for. We're going to pray for Sarah to be sent. We're going to just ask God to bless her, to pour out the finances on her, and we're just going to love on God and just cry out for him and ask that we never let that stuff come in this church. And if it's in this church, it's going to be gone today. We're going to rebuke it right now in Jesus' name. So I want you guys to just come up to the front. Lord God Almighty, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you, dear God, that that you have placed us all where you want us to be. I pray that your Holy Spirit just move right now. I pray that you give us words. I pray that you give us words of knowledge. I pray, dear God, that today you just... Reveal your plans for these people, Lord, for your children, for your babies. Reveal your plans for them, Lord, the purpose. I pray that you approve the things that are not of you, Lord God Almighty, that this place will always be house of prayer, dear God, a place where we worship you, a place where we come to to do your will, Lord God Almighty, and nothing else. So have your way right now. Holy Spirit, as the leaders begin to lay hands, as the leaders begin to lay hands, I pray that you come like fire. Come like a consuming fire, Lord. Take us to another level. Show us who you are. We want to see your face. We want to hear your voice, Lord. So Holy Spirit, move right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All my leaders, just please begin to pray.